Looking for a guiding hand in your Amazon business? Wizards of Ecom Academy is here for you. Our personalized support system includes unlimited email access to myself and my entire team to help you overcome challenges and strategize effectively. Sign up for an exclusive rate at wizardsofecom.com slash academy. Your personal e-commerce coach awaits. Welcome to the Wizards of Ecom, your no-fluff playbook for online success. Each episode is fully packed with actionable tactics you can implement in your business right now. Take your life to a higher level and excel in your online success. It's time to work on you and your business. Let's do this. Hey dear wizards and welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is Noemi, your host. Today I have someone calling from Guatemala. Gabriel Caseros is an ex super experienced advertising specialist with over 10 years of experience. He has a proven track record of successfully launching and managing advertising campaign, increasing brand awareness and driving business growth, as well as a strong background in digital advertising, including expertise in SEO, PPC and social media advertising. He is currently working as digital advertising manager at Better AMS. Gabriel, welcome back to the show. Hello, Noemi. Super, super happy to be here again and uh, share with you all a little bit of my stories and a little bit of my experience. 100%. Thank you so much for accepting and for being on the show again. Last time you were on the show, it was a blast. Today, this time, again, we're going to talk about PPC advertising. However, we are going to have a specific topic as we usually do. And today's topic is going to be pay-per-click advertising for product launches. So... Love to hear your expertise here, especially since product launches are one of those topics that if you don't know how to set it up correctly, it doesn't matter what you did, but afterwards it's going to be just a pain to find out what is not working well. So today we would go through the process of what is, what is something that should be done beforehand, during and after this process, right? Yes, absolutely. So within the advertising console, we have uh, three different ad types, which uh, opens up to four if we include a sponsor brand's video as a separate ad type. If you have brand registry, you are capable of running any of these four ad types, sponsor products, sponsor brands, sponsor brands videos, sponsor display. If you don't, no worries, you're good because uh, typically for a product launch, you will rely heavily on sponsor products. Uh, the word on the street is sponsored products typically does the best in, uh, in terms of pushing organic ranking. And it's also the ad type that looks uh, very similar to organic results, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You have probably purchased products without noticing it was an ad because they mix really well with organic results as you scroll on your phone or on your, or on your laptop or your computer, uh, your tablet, you get the idea, right? 100%. Uh, then, um, so sponsored products is the one to go. And uh, within sponsored products and other ad types, we have match types available. We have exact match, we have phrase match, and we have broad match. Exact match is my favorite for uh, product launches because once we have done our keyword research and we have found what's the search volume for our top keywords um, and what's the demand for our top keywords, or that cerebral IQ score, depending on the platform you're looking at, or the relevancy score, um, you get to, you really want to show up on these keywords because these keywords are the keywords with demand. If you are going for phrase and broad in the beginning, you might catch more keywords, but the demand might not be as good. 
as it is on your on, on, on the keywords you selected as your main keywords in the first place. Why is this important? Because we need to collect data on our top keywords. And sometimes if you open it up, open it up too much with other match types, you might get like 10 impressions, five impressions, 25 impressions, one click, one click, two clicks on each one of these search terms. And that's not the idea uh, of, of a launch. The idea of a launch is collect data on your top keywords. So let's say, let's say we have 20, 25 keywords in total, uh, but ideally you start your campaign with five keywords at the max. Why? Because we need to collect data on these five to get a better idea on how good we're going to convert. So let's say we start getting, um, you know, 10 clicks in one keyword at $1 each, that's $10. And then we get uh, 20 clicks on other keyword at $1 each, that's $30. Um, and if we have no orders, that's, uh, that's super bad. And if we get one order, if our product is priced at $30, that's 100% ACoS. So that, and that's just with like two keywords spending money, right? If we would have five, that could be 150% ACoS at 200% ACoS, which it's okay for a launch to have a high ACoS. Um, not everything is about ACoS, um, but at the very beginning, doing it with five can be a lot. That There are some cases where we have started with three keywords instead of five, just because we need to make sure that we um, collect data consistently. So the idea of that is, um, we set up our starting bits. I usually go with, for $1 starting bits on, on these uh, three to five keywords. And uh, I wait like maybe 12 to 24 hours to see where the impressions at, where the clicks at, depending on how fast we're collecting data. I like to increase the bits a little bit, maybe by 25, 30%. And then starting uh, like try to go on a spiral of uh, getting obsessed to see our product within the search results. So because like you can have, I don't know, uh, you, can, you can have your bits increase maybe twice or three times, but you are not seeing your products yet within the search results. And this is when it, when it gets tricky because you start thinking maybe my product is not indexing, maybe uh, my product doesn't fit a category, maybe Amazon hasn't detected that I launched this product. Uh, but it's also a matter of um, how bidding works within Amazon and Amazon works with a Amazon works like an auction, right? And if you are the new guy and you have the last seat among, let's say 500 people or a thousand people, uh, you need to, you, you just don't need to be the loudest, but you need to also be like the highest bidder on your keyword. And that takes, that takes some money, right? Um, so you might go from, you might, you might have gone from a dollar starting bid to maybe a $4 starting bid at some point. And that's completely fine because the idea is um, you make your sales, yourself noti notable, noticeable uh, to Amazon, right? So imagine you're in a crowd of a thousand people and you have your $1 starting bid versus everybody's $2, $3, $5 bids uh, with more sales. Or, or like, let's say they know the auction person better than you, right? Because they, have, they consistently have sales there. So you have to be, you have to bid higher on one and uh, you have to make sure Amazon pays attention to you. To that point, you have, you have, uh, you have been able to um, collect some data. So you have data on, let's say one keyword out of those, those three or two keywords out of those five. And one of probably those two or one of those five will have better, a better conversion rate than the other. And you start getting a better idea on, 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 how, you, on how you should proceed next. 
Um, and uh, you start you start like deciding based on the data you're collecting and based on how your product is doing, um, whether you should increase bits a little more or probably slow down a little bit if you have finally like cracked it up. It's like, for me, it's like, for me, a, a product launch is like, it's like, um, it's like birth, right? Like you, when when the bird wants to crack the egg, they 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 need to get out like and, and start a leap, right? So usually when that happens and you made it through your first five orders, 10 orders, it's a good idea to go ahead and maybe reduce it a little more because Amazon has finally got an idea on on um, what your like what your products like, uh, where where do where does this should show up for? And it's a good way to train quote unquote the Amazon algorithm. I don't know if I, I should even say that. I don't want the algo play against me, but it's a good way to train the Amazon algorithm and tell the algorithm, hey, this is my product. These are the three best keywords for my product. This is where I want to show up. These are the only keywords I have interested in showing up for now uh, because this is like this is what my product is exactly. Um, and then like try to try to try to get the hang off navigating those three keywords and let it run right and uh once that's super consistent um you can start maybe thinking about doing some phrase match or even testing other other ad types with the same keywords it depends um yeah that's that's kind of where we're at with with product launches love it so whenever i have someone on the podcast who are just like they they are doing this day in day out Something that I'm noticing is like, yeah, man, just go and preach. And these are the exact steps that I would do as well. But sometimes, you know, we have like newer listeners as well. So the process would be, as you are saying, I, I love that first off that you mentioned, yes, we might have 25 to 30 keywords that are relevant to our, like highly relevant to our product. We would still start with those three or those five. And I really liked how you also mentioned that it doesn't really matter how many keywords we would like to go for but what is going to come down to how much do i have budget for maybe i have budget for three keywords to go for and you will see okay what are the results there and i especially liked your analogy with cracking out the egg you know the the birth, birth of a chicken i love that you know it's really like that it's really like that because really can do everything on the advertise on the SEO side, let's put it that way. So we might ensure that indexing is there. We are using the correct keywords. We are using the same keywords that is already yep. in our listings. However, it does take time for Amazon to acknowledge that we are doing things right. Right. right? So I, I love that you mentioned that. And also like um, Smart Subway there, you are doing something very similar to what we are doing, which is uh, trying out to see which is the best bid. Sometimes I think that is the most shocking part. Whenever you're starting a brand new product, you don't really have a correct assumption of how much would this bid not only um, be fine for my product or start with, but when does Amazon really acknowledges me, right? So at some point that one keyword that you're going for that is maybe a longer tail keyword can cost you $10 when you're starting, but in like eventually it's going to test cost you maybe $2. You would still show up on top of search probably if you're going to become relevant. So I think that is something that people don't really understand at some point. And where do they show up like placements? Would you like go into like explaining that part as well? Because I think that's also hugely important. If you're yeah. bidding $10, you're not going to show up in the same place where you would for 50 cents. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, when you run a search on Amazon, whatever the category, you will get display the typical headline search ad, and then you will see um, what I mentioned, the sponsored products results that typically, which typically mix with organic results. But as you said, uh, you know, those places are a lot more expensive than the rest of search placement. Uh, that's what Amazon likes to call them, rest of rest of search placements. And uh, you pay a premium to show top of search, but um, based on the data we have seen from um, the agency pack view and the integrations we have on the quarterly, quarterly reports, we have seen that around 70% of clicks happen within the first 10 results. So uh, if your product is already showing page one, but it's not within those top 10 results, uh, you're basically like do not exist within the within the category, the keyword or the or the ecosystem. What are the what are the ways to get to that top of search position? Uh, increasing your bid and being and being noticeable and being one of the highest bidders. Uh, for some people who are more mature in the category or in the keyword, uh, they might be able to get a lower CPC because they have more sales history, a better conversion rate, and the only way to get there is to build a better product and your time in the market. Right, people have built better products, uh, and they are able able to capable of converting slightly higher than than their competitors, even if they have less reviews. Um, but even getting there, it takes a takes takes a little bit of time and, and an extra effort on the on the advertising side. Um, we have tools available or features available within the advertising console, like uh, placement increases, but I typically do not endorse them. Uh, because you have a lot more control over the bid than you do on the placement increases. So on the placement increases, you have uh, top of search and product pages, and you can go out and say, uh, I want Amazon to increase my bid by 20, 50, up to, an, up to 900% for the likelihood of a sale. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I, I use it uh, for, for mature campaigns and campaigns where I believe that uh, we could get a higher conversion rate if we consistently show up top of search. But for a launch, uh, the idea is not to increase CPC costs. The idea is to see like where the CPC level is, like how strong can I go to crack the egg without necessarily, uh, you know, hurting my arm, let's say, right? Because if you go too high and you have a 100% placement increase on top of your $2 bid, you're going to have $4 CPCs. While maybe the real... Um, way to do it was uh, consistently increase your bid because the CPC was at 275 to say something, right? And you could consistently show up at, at 275. That when, what you mentioned on budgets, it's uh, it's uh, it's vital for anybody who's launching products on Amazon because, and uh, I remember uh, back in the in the inner circle days with Brandon Young, the way he would, I don't know if he still, uh, if he still uh, does this formula the same, but back in the day it would be, Okay, you're gonna have you have ten thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars is for your product, uh, uh, like for your goods, and uh, the other six thousand dollars are for marketing. And and the first time I heard that, I was like, what? What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, are we are we yeah. really throwing all this money on marketing? Uh, short parenthesis there. My like ah uh, moment was like. I have to spend $3,000 on this product for a month without even knowing any data. So yes, the, the pain is real also for us when we started out. So if you hear us talking about this stuff, it's not that we are just like talking 
just because of the sake of talking but we also personally went through this process so just yeah. letting you know and parentheses <laughs> so um it's uh like it's interesting that even with a small launch the amount like the the amount you invest in product versus the amount you invest on marketing it's not it's not even like uh um it's not even even right it's yeah you're still because the idea is that your brand and your marketing go a longer way than your product and that and that and that you can get more products from your marketing efforts launching uh later launching based on your brand name or based on your other product detail pages um which is like a completely different topic but for a product launch marketing is probably even more important than than um uh, it's a it's a priority let's let's leave it at that right it's a priority over um um other other things within within the within the 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 things you have to you have to check on on your on your launch list 100 the the way how i like to like strategize it i like to have everything very clear in my mind the way how i would like to this answer how much to invest in like a starter budget it would be always have something like it's like the five pillars of investing in a product one is going to be marketing second one is going to be the product itself third one is like inventory in the future fourth one is uh like a cushion of or budget or like unexpected expenses right there's a fifth one as well i'm not sure which is it but probably it's, it's super important as well but still like marketing is one of them oh yeah so the fifth one is like software anything that is accounting bookkeeping, whatever, you know, but I think the most important one is here. What you said, the marketing cost, most people don't even consider marketing cost when that is huge. It's like the, if you don't have these five pillars, it's very hard for you really to succeed because great is something awesome. And then you're not willing to put in the last drop of effort that would need. So totally, I, I agree on that. You really have to budget for a marketing budget there. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. So we went through the process itself, like looking up keywords and how much we should spend, then collecting data during data collection stage, which are the things to look at. I think the next thing would be, which are some of the correct expectations to have, keeping in mind that maybe someone is going to do this by themselves and look at the data by themselves. That's why we also started by ourselves, you know, which are the correct things that they should be looking at. So since we cannot pick like the top keywords for you <laughs> and you have to do it yourself and, uh, and figure out like which out of the 25, 50 keywords you have are the one, the, the ones that are going to take your product to rank organically, um, you, can, you can start your campaigns with the expectation that, yes, you want to show up for those keywords because you believe based on common sense and based on the data you, you saw using third-party software that is where you can do the best. But at the same time, uh, with a student mindset that, you know, you might have done the wrong selection and that's okay because you're learning and you still have the chance to, you know, out of, I don't know, out of the two keywords that didn't work, you can go, go back at your list and, and consider replacing them. If, if uh, they're spending too much money or you figure that uh, that's probably too broad for the key, that's, that's typically the issue with, uh, with, a, with a seller. Um, they believe that a product is something that's too broad, but they believe that that the demand, like they believe that demand is uh, is uh, is there because of that super broad keyword, and that doesn't necessarily explain what the product is or does. Um, so it's it's okay, um, you know, to to be wrong, and it's okay to 
try to make sure you can overcome that failure so you can go and retest because advertising it's a lot about testing right and uh, you can you need to be okay with with being wrong as long as you understand that you need to make those changes quickly because if you are 100 clicks in and no orders that might be just an issue that you you have made you have made a wrong the wrong the wrong the wrong decision yeah 100 i like it and i think like a subway there would be very important is that the search volume here is going to affect a lot so it might be that you're not converting for something that has a very high search volume and you're trying to compete against two three five ten years of uh, products who are already getting a lot of sales for the keywords that you want to target in right and as you were saying like a hundred clicks sometimes a hundred clicks it's really that's what it means that there is demand for your product but you're competing someone against someone with ten thousand uh, reviews right which is again if your product is not way higher or if it's not showing someone that it's a higher quality or the price is not like half price or even more than half price it's going yeah. to be very hard for you right so Something that, also, something that also happens is people have a, a good idea of what their product is and they're yeah. being like descriptive on their keyword. Mm -hmm. So they're, let's say five keywords, six, no, not five keywords, five to six words long. Yeah. And uh, there are keywords with high demand with five, six, seven words. Uh, but they might be like, I don't know, at a $5 bid already. And the keyword actually has no search volume. Uh, yeah. I think the best keywords are probably the keywords within three the six words like keywords that have i don't know iphone case iphone 14 case clear or leather or something that's very descriptive of the product that, that involves more than the typical two three words mm -hmm. uh, and then like understand the dynamic between okay i'm pulling these off or, or pausing this because it's not working but um uh i'm based on the budget i'll i'll have three from this keyword i was wasting money i'm gonna go and test this other one keyword which might do might do well in the in the in the, in the short term 100 so as gabriel was saying testing 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 this is also the way how we are gathering data it doesn't mean that we don't know but right now if you have like zero knowledge just understand that testing is also a process of the progress and don't be don't beat up yourself if something is not turning yeah. out right well yeah so we were talking about expectations so one of them would be if something is not going the way that you supposed to do and then the second one keywords is there maybe a third mistake that you see newbies making when approaching really like product launches or so uh one uh, i guess one very easy mistake to make is uh we we mentioned the analogy of uh putting a keyword that's too broad and then have that keyword waste money but within the campaign, you might have other two or three keywords that are doing super well, but you have that keyword wasting money, right? Mm -hmm. Typically what happens there is that keyword is eating a huge portion of, our, of your budget, while the other keywords that are doing decent, uh, they're not they're not being visible throughout the day because you're running out of budget too quick out of that particular keyword that's doing super bad. Um, so some of the things that we have come up recently when it comes to product launches is keyword isolation. This means launching one product, one product, launching one keyword per campaign mm -hmm. so that we can have more control over the budget. It's a bit, it's a bit messy because uh, like you, if you are on your own and you, you will need to click like on one campaign at a time to look at the keyword performance. Uh, but in the long term, it's a lot, 
it's a lot smoother since if you have a keyword that's not performing, you can go ahead and pause that campaign or reduce the budget on that campaign and continue increasing the budget on campaigns that are doing well uh, and have a good conversion rate. Or maybe even just campaigns that are doing decent but and they still might come up with a narrow take us, but you, you're still converting super well. So you want to make sure you showcase your ads throughout the day. Um, I, I assume that you also have in in option search volume, like for example, for a keyword that it's like 30 searches per month and one that is 13,000 searches per month is not going to be treated as, I mean, they are not going to have probably their own company. Yeah, yeah. for launches, yeah. I'll, I would probably hit like something that has more than a thousand searches per month at least. Um, well, it depends because there are niches of niches, right? So maybe as long as it's above a hundred searches, mm -hmm. yeah. it, it depends. Yeah. And the structure here would be just like, again, me, visual person, and hopefully this is going to help also our audience. So it's one campaign, one ad group, and then one keyword in add yeah. that ad group. So this yeah. would be the structure for it. Right? Yeah. You have to be careful though, because like if we, we were, if we would, if we would put these keywords in one campaign, that would be a $20 budget for all five keywords. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we're doing one campaign, uh, one keyword per ad group per campaign, that means we 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 five x our budget, right? Because now we have what now we have five x the 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 budget we have, and we could we could figure this out by probably setting a ten dollar budget for each campaign instead of a twenty dollar budget for all five. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's still like uh, that's that's still a lot more money. That's that's something we need to we need to be super careful. Hundred percent. Um, usually, what we do on our end. Even because what I've seen like lately, and that's something that I am noticing even more and more often because CPCs are super high. Um, it's creating campaigns. And when we have this strategy of like one keyword per campaign, what we would do is still leave that, let's say $20, $20 budget per day. But instead we would trim that based on the daily spend, right? So let's say for day we have like a 50 bucks or a hundred bucks because it's easier than a hundred bucks per day. That is a $3,000 budget. So mm -hmm. if we have like five campaigns for five different keywords that are like higher search volume, what we, had, we would have, we would have like a higher budget per day yep. that once that it caps out, let's say you have five keywords for one, you have 20 clicks and there's composure for the second one. You have X amount, X amount, X amount of clicks, and then maybe based on that performance we could like um, follow through the reason why is because what you are saying it's interesting we also tried the let's say ten dollars per day budget for that specific campaign but what we ended up with is like maybe we had keywords that were two dollars three dollars and then out of those three dollars ten dollar budget it was like it was like, Amazon, you're not serious about it. You know, you're willing to spend $10, you know? So also that I'm curious to see on your end as well, because I tried both strategies and right now this is a strategy that we are doing and probably also our listeners would try both strategies. So what have you seen best working or have you tried the strategy that I'm talking about or, and what's your idea about it? So I have not tried it to the point where you are, where like you are, like optimizing the budgets based on, I guess, the last 30 day period mm -hmm. and then coming back and see um, whether that runs leaner than the typical advertising budget. I think it's a good idea in terms of uh, 
attack reducing tacos or attack reducing ACOS or limit ad spend to a to a certain to a certain limit. I think it makes sense. Um, on our end, uh, we typically approach it from from bit management, but the problem with doing that is uh, you might give up certain placements, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you as you progress launching more campaigns, you reach a point where you have certain campaigns for dominate. That that means they show top of search no matter no matter the a cause. Um, and then you have another group of campaigns which are uh, um, uh, rest of search product pages where you go a bit more lean on your strategy and you try to and you try to compensate the the problems you're having on the on the dominate campaigns or or the or the cost of uh, showing up top of search, uh, and then we then we might even have like I don't know the same keyword in three different uh, campaigns, mm-hmm. but you know they are not like going against each other because one is going for one goal, the other is going for a different goal, and the third one is uh, is uh, going for like some sort of data collection process where they don't they don't even need to show up rest of search. The idea is that we just collect data on the on the asins showing up on that keyword. Love it, love it. So see, listener, this is like I love to have every time when I have someone passionate about the same thing that I am passionate about and just like brainstorming ideas. I love it because then we give you even more ideas how to be successful. So are there any questions that I should have asked that I haven't when it comes to product launches? I mean, uh, maybe when it's a good idea to test the other ad types. Um, Okay. I think uh, we're in a... We're in a very interesting spot where if we're brand registered, we have the capabilities of telling a lot about our brand story. Yeah. With, uh, sponsored brands, headline ads, and, uh, and the creative and the creatives we're capable of using, as well as uh, an app copy. And then on the video side, the fact that Amazon built this uh, video builder where you just need like your logo, a few of your product images, and you have a video within you know a couple a couple minutes. It's also um, a way to test the ad type without like investing because previously, previously any video for Amazon would be like, I don't know, 300, 500, 5,000 dollars. Nowadays, you can create a video within the video builder available within the advertising console and test the ad type and see if it's worthwhile for you. Go ahead and make a more, a more, um, a more produced video. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, I think that's super help, helpful, helpful for anybody. Uh, looking to continue growing their ad presence within the search results, um, and it's more ad, ad inventory for you. Like, if you if you run a search on your main keyword, uh, there might be somebody who's taking over, you know, one, two, three of the different ad types available, and uh, the the and the and the higher the chances this competitor will have because they are showcasing across different across different ad types. So, I highly I have I highly recommend taking a look at that video builder to get those. To get those sponsor brands video ads out. So certainly, I love that we're also using that this exact same strategy, um, and we would use the exact same keywords that we or the ones that perform the best, and ensure that those ones are going to go through the either video creator either creating videos. Oh yeah. So on, and then that way it's going to be like okay, someone senior at up top of the search. Okay, then you're they're scrolling. You're again at the middle. Then they're scrolling, and you're there at the bottom of the of the page. You know, so that's like persuasion one on one. So I loved it. The marketing rule of seven. Hundred percent to be super respectful of your time. Before we're wrapping up, I love to ask my guests three wrap up questions. You're already familiar with this, but 
just for the sake of the exercise. What is your $50 or less investment you recently made that made you better at PPC advertising? Uh, probably ChatGPT. Uh, yeah. specifically, specifically for writing um, ad copy. So uh, we're constantly getting out different sponsor brands, headline ads, ad campaigns. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have uh, really good recommendations from our clients, but uh, they usually exceed the 50 characters limit. Yeah. Um, so I've been using it to uh, just get headline ideas, right? Sometimes like you have to be super precise with what, what you want to get, um, but it's working and uh, our click-through rates are, are, are decent. So if, you, if your brain is, is dry like mine on a, <laughs> on a Friday morning and you need to come up with really good headline ads, like Amazon GPT has it for you. 100% love it, love it. Uh, second question is what are your top three favorite books and why do you love them? Man, I, I do not, uh, I do not read a lot, but um, we we really like the the Netflix culture book at our at our company, a Better AMS. Okay. Um, it was a book that probably changed the way um, we compete and uh, become better as a team. So I highly recommend you 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 read it. Uh, and then I have some other favorites like uh, Shoe Dog from uh, from uh, from Phil Knight, the the founder of Nike. And how like uh, how comparable it is to uh, the private label model, where you, like you source products and then you struggle and you buy your supplier and then your supplier want, want, wants to take over over your territory, stuff like that. Very very similar story. Um, and the, and the, and I'll give you a third one of like my list of books I want to read, but I have not read yet. It's called uh, 12 Months to a Million by Ryan Moore. It's a great book on on Amazon business. Uh, and it's uh, you know sometimes like we struggle to make it simple, and that's the kind of things we need to be in the seek of. Like, how do we make things simpler and just stay consistent on thing on things together with the desired results? And that's that's kind of what what that book is about. Love it. You know what? Like my desktop is for the past two years is Simplify, so I created <laughs> it. <laughs> really, it's like gray and like bright letter, white bright letter. Simplify. So. There, there. So how can people get a hold of you and find out more about who you are and what does Better AMS do? Yeah, sure. So I'm on, well, if you want to get a free audit on your on your advertising, you can go to uh, betterams.com and uh, fill the survey to qualify for a free audit. Uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can go to my Instagram or my LinkedIn and uh, I'll be happy to uh, talk strategy with you. 100%. Sounds amazing. Thank you so, so much Jay, for being on the show. Thank you so much for joining me again. As always, it was a pleasure to have you on. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. I do believe that this is an important step in any entrepreneur's journey, especially if they are launching a private label on Amazon, knowing these steps, understanding who is the right person for whatever they are doing, if they are which are the things that they should be doing if they're outsourcing, which are the things that they should be asking, maybe the agencies that they are outsourcing this to. And thank you so, so much for our dear listeners for listening to us. Much love to you. See you next Wednesday. And I'll be back. Take care. It was fun sharing this episode with you. If you found value in what you've heard, please show your love with a subscribe rate and a review of the show. Until next time.